Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. We've got an exciting show tonight on ADHD Career Insights, The Trades. And with us in our virtual studio is Jen Phillips and Julia Frost. Um, before we get into the show, some announcements. The, the main one is the 2018 Annual International Conference on ADHD is November the 7th through the 11th um, in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, I encourage everybody to consider um, going to the conference, specifically if you're within driving distance. Uh, there's great content in the in the conference. Um, we like to think we have great content, uh, but the key to the conference is you get to meet other people um, that have ADHD at, at the conference, kind of get to know your tribe, and a lot of learning is done in the halls and um, at lunch and just talking to other people. Um, also, our show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and we're offering two free digital copies of Attention Magazine. Um, all you need to do is listen to the show and uh, send us an email with the name of the show and um, the secret word, which we'll um, say a couple times in the show tonight. And uh, if you send us three of those, three secret words and shows, we'll send you two PDF copies. The email address to send to is attention at attentiontalkradio.com. Again, tonight's show is being brought to you by Chad. We've got a little tip we're going to run, and we'll get into the show. Want to learn proven strategies for managing ADHD from people who share your concerns? Join Chad at the 2018 Annual International Conference on ADHD, November 8 to 11 in St. Louis. Discover the latest tools and treatments. Connect with people just like you. Register today at chad.org. Thanks again, Chad. For those that are not familiar, they're the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. Um, we encourage our audience to become members uh, to support them um, so that, that they, they have the resources enough for us to all speak with a unified voice. Uh, that certainly benefit to you and the ADHD community, but in addition to joining Chad, there's lots of member benefits. Um, Okay, again, tonight's show, ADHD Career Insights, The Trades. Um, loved, loved this concept when we first kind of came up with it because we like to pay attention to attention, and most people pay attention to college as the only career path these days, and hopefully we're going to illuminate you um, on some alternatives. Um, with us in our virtual studio, first is Julia Frost. Uh, she is the director of the Jones Learning Center at the University of Ozarks, a comprehensive support program for students with learning disabilities, ADHD, autism spectrum disorder. Uh, she's been a psychologist in Arkansas public schools and a music and English teacher. She has served as the president of the Arkansas School Psychology Association and board member of the Arkansas Association of Higher Education and Disability and has been the chair of Adult Topic Committee of the Learning Disability Association of America for the past five years. She's a uh, nationally certified uh, school psychologist and a frequent speaker at the state and national conferences, and will be speaking at the, this year's 2018 uh, conference on ADHD. Uh, Julie Phillips is the head of administration and outreach at, um, I, excuse me, I don't always pronounce it, BREM, um, that's pronounced, uh, spelled B-R-E-H-M, preparatory school where she has been for 20 years, having served uh, most 
recently as the Associate Director of Options, that's options that she leads and supports a, a communications and marketing uh, administration for the prep school uh, foundation, summer programs, and uh, parents association area. In her previous role at the school as a director uh, of transition, she worked in the area of vocational counseling, career development, and transition to work. Um, you can learn more about her at uh, their website, www.brehm.org. Um, and with that, here we go. Jen and Julia, welcome to the show. Thanks, Thanks so much Jen. for having us. I'm, uh, I'm, I, I can't tell you how excited I am about tonight's show. Um, I, I heard Dr. Russell Barkley speak a couple times at some conferences talking about um, people with ADHD and talking about uh, uh, blue-collar jobs and um, their learning modalities and stuff like that. And I was always kind of curious. There's there's a high correlation. A lot of people with ADHD are in some blue-collar jobs. And it was there was always a positive side to me knowing that the trades, there's like kind of a sometimes there's a shortage out there in some of the trades right now. And I've always in the back of my mind kind of going, hmm, that's just interesting to me. Didn't really focus in on a lot of it. And then um, by introduction to you guys, I really started studying this stuff. And I began to realize is that the, the normal mindset of a household in the United States right now is that kids go through high school and they end up going to college, and there are alternatives, and the trades are one of them. Uh, Julia, can you just kind of talk about, in general, the trades as an alternative, what they are, and we'll just kind of go from there? Sure, Jeff. It's, it's probably pretty interesting for someone who works in the college to be talking about the option of trades for individuals with ADHD and what I've seen in my work with students is so often the parents just think oh the only like you said the only option is to go to college and so many of my students with ADHD that college just doesn't work for them they they're smart but college just doesn't work and they often don't even think about the trades and when we say the trades we're talking about things like construction and uh, all the aspects of construct that go into construction um talking about electricians and hvac and and concrete finishers and and those kind of things we're talking about uh, mechanics and and um I, I think a lot of times our parents think well that's just you know that's not what my son or daughter needs to do uh, because nobody in our family does that without realizing that it really might be an option. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, it's interesting because you say mechanics, and I, I grew up, um, I got my first car in the early 80s, but um, my dad worked on cars. I mean, we changed the oil, and I began to look at a car, and I have this in my mindset of like a mechanic and a car. But it's funny, the other day I was actually, uh, took my car in, and the computerization and the specialization, it's not just a car anymore. It's high tech. It's really, really pretty complicated. And I realized at that moment in preparing for the show that my mindset is still kind of back in the old days. But some of the stuff is it's pretty technical and requires a level of education in and of itself in order to, to do that. And so it's a lot more complicated now than I think it used to be. Is that, is that an accurate uh, example of, of like my mindset and how some of these things are a little bit more sophisticated than we might imagine? Oh, sure. I would. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. My dad was an ASC certified mechanic 35 years ago and said that um, he probably would not be able to work on a car today because they're mostly computers. So I would absolutely agree with that. And community colleges with their open door policy 
and most of the individuals who are teaching in those areas um, of the trades. Uh, they have hands-on experience in those trades. They're not just trained teachers, but they're actually um, technicians. They're actually HVAC technicians and such. And so they make fantastic mentors, and they make fantastic um, guides to really help these individuals who are interested in these fields really know what it's going to be like once they get out and graduate with those degrees and are able to transition to work. Now, now Jen, you're, you work at, in the high school kind of level, so Kids are kind of coming through with ADHD, and one of the things that I, I – you said the word hands-on, and one of the things in my coaching I learned, you know, and actually very much so with Dr. Russell Barkley, ADHD is a self-regulation issue, but it's a challenge working memory, and that's the ability to hold thoughts, if you will, and juggle them. And people with ADHD struggle, so they need to externalize it a lot. And I find kids with ADHD, they love like Minecraft, these visual-type games, and – when we start talking about some of the trades, we're actually talking about very visual, very hands-on things. Can you talk to us a little bit about, you know, students' learning modalities, high school, and how it does relate to uh, this type of work? Absolutely. Well, we know that those visual, auditory, and hands-on learners, that kind of environment is very stimulating for an individual who is an ADHD learner. Um, so these experiences both inside the classroom and outside the classroom really help to promote and capitalize on those strengths. Um, I think maybe that's what Julia was referring to is, you know, um, our, our young adults who are entering into college, that more traditional college setting for an ADHD learner can be really challenging um, because that traditional sit at your desk, take notes, um, regurgitate the information on a test or in the form of a paper can be really challenging, but being able to actually do the hands on work, get the feedback immediately on, um, and then have that um, sense of satisfaction. Um, a lot of times our individuals with ADHD, they need really clear beginnings and clear endings with regards to task completion, and that is really um, promoted in the types of work as construction, plumbing, HVAC, auto mechanics, things of that nature. So it just really um, is a good match. Go ahead. You know, it's funny because while you're describing that, I had a flashback that the movie Blindside, which is a story mm. about Michael Orr, who was a football player, um, mm. that was kind of challenging. In the movie, uh, they're sitting there talking about how he's he's in a private school and he's having a difficult time, and uh, he's in the school because of some political reasons. And one of the teachers actually sat down one time and started asking him questions, and he scored much better on a test. Um, and her comment to the other teachers was, you know, this this kid is really, really smart if you give him an oral test, a written test doesn't necessarily work very well. And I'm sharing that because I think a lot of people with ADHD, in my, they're smart. ADHD has nothing to do with intelligence. If, if I learned from um, Dr. Thomas Brown, if there's 2% of the general population that's Mensa, there's 2% of the ADHD population. So there's smart people out there with ADHD, but that school environment doesn't always fit to that. But the trades really, really uh, are a learning environment that makes it easy for them, which really makes a lot of sense, right? Sure. One of the things Jen and I talked about in, in preparing an article on this topic was the fact that so often for these students, um, what's, what's amazing is they get to not only know what they're working toward, um, what they want to do, but then, then do it in their education. There's such a direct link between their education and that that career that they're going into, the trade that they're going into, whereas on a college campus, it's harder to see the direct link. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. Not not to mention, you know, that's absolutely what they're preparing them to do while they're in class. And so that can be really motivating. And we know sometimes with ADHD, if you don't have that clear link to that goal, sometimes it's easy to lose your mm-hmm. motivation or to become distracted. That's a, exactly. that's a really, really, really good point. You know, it, 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 the visual progress that you see is because it's point of performance. You get the, there's an immediate reward that you see, whereas on a piece of paper or paper in your a thought, it's not as, is there. So I can see from a self-regulation and motivation perspective that, that really kind of plays into it. Um, Julia, there's something you want to say? No, I mean that's what I was I was thinking about was just the the lack of the a link often in college or or the lack of being able to see that far in the future that this really I really may need this but it's going to be four or five years down the road rather than uh, oh yeah I see exactly why I'm going to need this like next year um, yep. and I think that's a lot pretty important as Jim was saying for the for the whole continuing to be able to focus on that topic absolutely absolutely I tell you what let's go to a, a break and when we come back I want to kind of just talk about there's another thing about the trades that's really interesting to me as it relates to, uh, I call it simulations, mentors, and stuff like that. But before we go break, um, Julia, can you share a website for them to learn more about yourself and um, um, uh, University of Ozarks? Sure. www.ozarks.edu is the website for the University of the Ozarks where I work. And I'm the director of the Jones Learning Center there. And so just um, when you look for the Jones Learning Center, that's where I am. Excellent. And Julia, um, can you share where people can learn more about you? Jen? That'd be Jen. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, so I am, I am located in Carbondale, Illinois at Brem Preparatory School. You can find us at www.brem.org. We also have a post-secondary program called Options Transitions to Independence for Young Adults. And you can find us at www.experienceoptions.org. Excellent. Everyone, tonight's secret word is trades. Again, the secret word is trades. And with that, we'll be right back after these messages. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. Do you have something those with ADHD need? Advertise on Attention Talk Radio. We are a narrowcast, internet-based radio show targeting those with or impacted by ADHD. To learn more about advertising opportunities, email attention at attentiontalkradio.com. 
And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with uh, Jen Phillips and uh, Julia Frost having a conversation about career insights in the trades. If you're a regular listener of Attention Talk Radio, you know like we like to pay attention to what people are paying attention to and then um, share different sites. And this is one show that's right up our alley. Again, often we, we're, we're kind of we're, we're conditioned to think of just college as a, a career path, and um, we're having a great conversation today about alternate, about being the trades. In the first segment, we were really talking a little bit about the trades and the fact that the way the, the learning modalities and the nature of the trades really kind of works together. Um, I've had the opportunity of coaching several uh, pilots that are trying to get their captain's license to fly like these big um, Airbus 360s from like Hong Kong to New York, and it's interesting because the people with ADC, they tend to thrive up to the point in time where they do this because everything's in simulation and the last thing, there's like a 500-page manual that they have to learn and I'm often work with them to try to help them get through that class because it's the, the, the profession is so geared to the way that they learn, but that last one is really kind of the opposite of it. Um, that being said, one of the things that I think that's fascinating in my work in coaching people with ADHD, and before we talk break, we talked about hands-on learning and mentors, and it's very common knowledge. Those with ADHD, they know what to do. Their struggling is is executing what they know to do. And when we get into the trades, the notion of a mentor and an apprentice is somebody that brings them through that kind of helps work with them so they can execute that. To me, that's really, really powerful. And, Jen, you and I, before the show, were kind of talking about, like in high school, um, when, when kids are considering the trades, that there's a lot of employers out there that are interested in bringing people in like that. Can you talk about that a little bit? Absolutely. You know, I've um, had a lot of experience working with employers in our our local community, and very often uh, the areas of trade um, is one area where employers or people who work in the field really want to mentor that next generation because we know that um, one third of new jobs, um, according to the U.S. Department of Education, or I'm sorry, the Bureau of Labor Statistics, are going to be in the construction area. And those are jobs that are not going anywhere. They're not going overseas. They're going to be yep. done right here in the U.S. Um, and we have individuals who are retiring from those jobs. The National Electrical Contractors Association noted that 7,000 electricians are going to join um, the field each year, which sounds fantastic, except that 10,000 are retiring. So we are just not able to keep up with that supply and demand. And so those individuals who are currently working in the field are finding the need to work with young people who are interested in these areas so that they can bring them up. Um, Because we know what supply and demand does to cost. And so these are highly lucrative fields um, for these for these individuals who are looking at these as well. Yeah, that's the that's the, what's interesting is that the demand for tra- number one you can't ship these these jobs overseas because um, if you're building a building you got to be there. But because of the demand, the level of income that that you can make from the trades is actually starting to kind of go up. And because of that economic shortage, it's a real positive thing that I think is really timely for people with ADHD. Like, wait a second, it's the future looks pretty bright in that particular area for the reasons you cited. Right, absolutely. I think um, one thing that – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> we can add no, to that. No, go ahead, please. Uh, um, I, I think Jen and I were both pretty um, – pleasantly surprised when we began looking into more specific statistics uh, for this article that we wrote. I mean, parents are always really concerned saying, oh, you know, if my child goes into the trades, they're just not going to, they're going to have to work so hard all their lives. They're just not going to make enough money. They're not going to be financially secure. And then we started looking 
And in May last year, um, I mean, the average annual wage for electricians was $57,000. And for carpenters, it was over $49,000. And I thought, wow, um, you know, having been in education all my life, that sounds great. <laughs> I mean, I just, um, uh, you know. <laughs> um, Absolutely. So, I mean, we were both pretty stunned at that. Um, and I thought, well, that's that's something I think parents just have maybe sometimes um, a little bit of an old-fashioned idea that 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 there's just not going to be any future in this, and and there can be. There can be. Well, and not to yeah. not to mention, you know, institutions are getting calls on a daily basis. Those community colleges that offer these this type of training, they're getting calls and asking, you know, when are you going to be graduating the next class because we have a shortage in this field. You know, I have a, a, a bachelor's degree in psychology, and I'm quite certain that my university, their liberal arts um, program, was not getting calls on a daily basis asking for when their graduates are <laughs> ready to come to work. And so, to, you know, and I can guarantee you that I did not start off at $57,000. And so that's really exciting. And for, you know, our young adults with disabilities, um, just in general, we know that the Bureau of Labor Statistics has found that only about 17.9% 17 of persons with disabilities were employed versus that 65.3% of people without disabilities. So when we're talking about post-secondary training or education and then the transition to work, which is why we all go to college, is to better our opportunities to go to work, I mean, this seems like a real win-win. So, so let's just talk about this for a second. Because on one side, you're saying with disabilities, I think you said the employment rate is 18%. Without, it's like 65. At the same time, the the ratios, if you've got like ADHD or disability, the probability that you're going to complete college is substantially less than the average population. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Julia, yeah. So, yes. Um, so I mean, without a lot of help. I mean. We have a program that provides a lot of support, and and we have a better chance of graduating those students. But in general, it's yeah, it's tough. And one one of the things that I learned um, years ago in, in in a couple interviews is there was a survey done, but it's the government, I think, and they did. It was of everybody in high school that went to college that had a 504 and a 520 an IEP and a 504 plan, and. I don't remember the specific statistics, but the number of kids that actually accessed disability services when they got to college mm. was like maybe 20 or 30 percent. And this is not ADD. This is everything like dyslexia, learning disability, kind of across the board. And what I learned from that um, was that kids at this, that age typically don't want to need help. And the reason I think that's really important is if you're a parent and you've got an ADHD kid who has got an interest in trades, number one, we're going through high school, and the trades themselves lend themselves better for their learning style modality because it's very hands-on, number one. Number two, you've got people calling up left and right because there's a shortage of jobs. On the other side, on the academic side, if they go to college, it's more challenging for them to get through. And if they don't get the degree, if they spent the money and the, and the energy, but they still don't necessarily have the degree, and they do get the degree, the employment rate is a less. So a betting person would say, hey, wait a second, maybe the trade really is the way to go um, because it really makes a lot of sense. It lends to their modalities. They won't necessarily need as much help. People are calling them left and right to get a job. It really makes a lot of sense. Right. And I right. think a good, you know, good point that we've been talking about, too, is there's, more of an option for those mentors, and that one-on-one -on -one learning is is 
you know, amazing yes. for these students. I mean, I talk about that to my college students, that how important it is for them to have mentors in whatever field they're going into. We, you know, we yes. look for, you know, opportunities for that. But this is just part of the way it's often taught in the trades. Yeah. I want to tell you what, let's, let's go to break again. On, I want to come back, and again, I want to expand upon that a little bit more because that's, that's, that's something that I think is, 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 needs to be drawn out because I think there's more than what most people uh, observe. Um, Julia, can you remind us of the website to learn more about uh, University of Ozarks? Ozarks.edu. And uh, Jen, um, Bren Prep Territories website? Right. You can find Brem Preparatory School at www.brem.org. Remember, everybody, tonight's secret word is the trades, or just trades. Again, secret word is trades, and with that, we'll be right back after these messages. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Make every moment count with Time Timer, a sensitive solution for ADHD time management. It shows how much time is left using a bright red disc that gets smaller as time passes. To place an order for a Time Timer, all you have to remember is timetimer.com. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more how an edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. The Attention Talk Network has over 450 interviews and more than 210 hours of programming, which is overwhelming if you think about it. That's why I've made my list top 10 favorite Attention Talk radio interviews. Download the list at www.digcoaching.com forward slash ATR. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. We have Jen Phillips and Julia Frost having a great conversation about careers and the notion that the trades is a very, very viable option for those with ADHD. One, in fact, that many might thrive in as opposed to struggle if they go the more traditional college route or what's considered the more traditional college route. Um, one of the things that we've been talking about is the notion of a mentor and putting things together. And, you know, years ago, Apprentices were all over the place, and the one thing that I have found in my coaching, there's so many people with ADHD that they know what to do, but they don't know actually how to do it. It's almost like they need somebody to sit down and walk them through it and show them how to do it, and the trade is perfect for that. Uh, Julia, you want to speak to that for a second from your perspective? Sure. I mean, I just think that's so critical for our students and what that can do besides showing them what to you know, exactly the what to do as far as the trade itself goes, that can help to motivate them to continue to, mm-hmm. to on the path of, of educating themselves about that particular career. And that can be just amazing. Just the one-to-one with someone um, who's already working in that field can be an amazing, um, you know, motivator for the individual yep. student. So one of the things that we talk about, ADHD, is a challenge of self-regulation, um, the ability 
to engage their attention in things that are exciting, like a kid with ADHD playing computer games. Their issue is not a deficit of attention. Their issue is not paying attention to the computer game. It's unengaging it so they go to sleep or do their homework. And the challenge of engaging their attention on things that are more boring. And with a mentor, often I find, well, actually in coaching, I often find is many people with ADHD, they can do for others what they can't do for themselves because they're doing it with somebody else. But if they do it by themselves, it's boring. They don't. And I think that that speaks a lot to what you're describing here is that by doing that, they're with somebody, they're doing it with somebody, and it's easier for them to do it and self-regulate when they're doing that. The other challenge, the thing, too, is because of working memory, they actually can see it, and they can actually ask questions of the individual and get immediate feedback at what Dr. Parker calls the point of performance as they do it. So they, as they're doing each piece of it, they're working their way through it, they're getting feedback, and it kind of helps them go. And then when they get that path, um, it's exciting because they actually have something to, to, to accomplish and kind of get through that. Um, and there's not really really many mentoring ships out there when you start talking about more white-collar jobs jobs that I'm aware of. Uh, Jen, are you familiar with any that naturally have mentoring programs that are more white collar? Yeah, boy, that, if there are, I'm not familiar with a lot of them. And I, that's exactly one of the reasons why um, steering um, young adults with ADHD into these kinds of fields is just s- such a value-adding experience. Because again, um, as you talked about, being able to have someone that you can um, ask questions of, be able to get immediate feedback, um, who helps to kind of keep you engaged, especially because some of these tasks can be very tedious and, and somewhat mundane at times, um, but they can also be very um, specific. Um, a lot of times our young adults, um, they can really throw themselves into this kind of work um, become really focused on this type of work and when they know what it's supposed to look like when it's done um, sometimes they can even be really amazing at finding a different way to do something a bit more efficiently which in fields like this that's that's you know time is money and so that's really value adding and so um, you know those are again all real positive attributes of steering a young adult with ADHD into fields like this. I I like how you brought the creativity the creativity piece, because I thought that was that was I thought that was that it's really good and really important because it is there. Uh, Julia, you were going to say something? Yes, I was just going to say that as close as we get in white collar jobs, I think to uh, mentorship is internships, mm-hmm. and I do strongly encourage my students to find and we work on helping them to find internships in their field because it's that same. Um, Kind of the same, similar to in a trade, in that they're able to talk to somebody and work with somebody who's in a field they're interested in, and try and relate that to their education. Uh, but sometimes the link can be a bit fuzzy between the education that they're involved in and that specific job that they're working on um, in between semesters or in the summer. Right. It's, hard, so it's, hard it's, to... it's fascinating. You, you... Go ahead, Jen. Well, I was just going to say, sometimes it's hard to parlay that, you know, especially like a liberal arts degree into how it translates into the world of work. And, you know, it's very much not the case whenever you're training to be an electrician or you're training to be an HVAC technician. You know, it's very specific. Yeah. It's fascinating because as we speak right now, my son – I'm in Tampa, Florida. My son's in California right now, and um, he has, an, ha- has had an internship over the summer. He's studying to become a mechanical engineer, and he drove across country um, and has a, a mentoring boss, but he was having to get on the floor and do a lot of work with uh, SAP, um, which is a computer program, and while it had the mentoring type of a thing there and it was an internship, and I was excited about it, um, he said very often that when he's sitting there and he's interacting with the software, it's 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 
there's no mentoring of that. It's, it's a school high. He got frustrated with it a, a bunch of times and was kind of going to other people to try to get some help. And it was a little bit more challenging because it wasn't, it wasn't inside his head, but it wasn't something as visual as something that you might see like, uh, like mechanically. So while there was the mentoring of it, it was still a bit of a challenge because of the nature of the computer work and what he was kind of doing. Again, some of that stuff's out there, but I think that the trades lend itself so much more to it. Um, just a few other things that I want to throw in there because we've been talking about the trades, but I also have a cousin um, that was actually going to school to work um, as a mechanic on jets. He didn't graduate from college. He only went to high school and highly technical training about what he was doing, very, very highly paid, particularly in some of those areas. So there's the trade numbers that you cited, but there's also some really sophisticated stuff that's out there that getting into the trades leads itself to that. Um, Julie, you want to speak to that a little bit from your perspective? Sure. I mean, I, a lot of the students that come to college that have ADHD will tell us, their families will tell us, oh, they, they, he's great with computers and he loves that kind of thing. Can he get a you know, computer science degree? And we're a liberal arts college, so we don't have a major in, in computer um, services or computer science. And, but those students often have skills that, you know, certainly are, are much better than, than the general population, and something like that might be perfect for them uh, as well. Absolutely. Um, I need to pull this together. Any uh, any other things that, from Jen, from your perspective, that we should um, just touch base on before we close it out? Well, I think you know, um, as a parent, you know, you kind of mentioned that you've got a son and a nephew, and I think as a as a parent. Um, you know, what kinds of, you know, so if you didn't grow up in this field, because that's a lot of times what we see is that people transition from generations into this, um, into the trades. But if you've not ever had any experience or exposure, it's really hard to understand or appreciate. Um, but, you know, so I know just if my, my kids are only 12 and 10, but I already have my younger one who I see some ADHD qualities in, you know, his ability to be able to sit and put together Legos um, without using the directions and just being able to see the finished product and be able to kind of look at all the pieces and put it together. I've already said to my husband, "Boy, you know what? I really think he's going to be pretty pretty good in the trades." You know, I can already see that kind of <laughs> Um, and so I'm already kind of thinking, and he's only 10, um, but I think, you know, really being able to capitalize our strengths, and so as a parent, really paying attention to that um, and really capitalizing on those strengths because, you know, no one wants to go to work every day um, and, and beat their head up against the wall trying to do something that's really hard for them. Um, but when we're doing something that we're good at and that we enjoy, yep. boy, there's nothing better in the world than that. That's you Yeah, I'd love to you know, chime in on that. Go ahead. Yeah, no, go ahead, Julia. Go, well, that's what – it's it's in working in a college it's very frustrating to me to hear parents who try to impose their dreams on their children and i think we as parents need to really be listening to what our our children are telling us i mean if this is what they want to do if if college is what they want to do awesome let's let's jump in there let's do everything we can to help make that happen but if it's not we need to listen um to them and what's fascinating to me with our students with ADHD is a lot of them mature a little bit later than their peers. And sometimes just because they don't want to go to college now with the traditional college age doesn't mean they won't want to do that later. Um, you know, maybe they're working in a construction company and they begin to see what the supervisors and the managers are doing and they may decide to go back to college later to get a degree to run that business, you know. So, right. um, you know, once they're a little bit more mature and, and they can relate it to a job, yeah, so it's, uh, sure. my personal story is I, 
I was not a very good student. I, I would not have gotten to college had I not been a scholarship athlete. And then after I got through it, I graduated, I was done with it, went out into the working world and then had some success and went back later to get my degree, get my MBA because I was ready for it then, which has done a lot mm-hmm. in helping my business that I have right now because I wasn't ready for it back then, but I was ready for it later. So I think you brought up a really good sure. point. I just had to kind of insert that thing. The other thing that, that I'm really taking from the conversation today is that if you've got somebody with ADHD and they're struggling in schools and they have an aptitude for this, uh, considering the trades is in one way really kind of possibly setting them up for success. If, it, if the learning environment is easier for them and there's mentors that bring them along and it's kind of hands-on and they're really in demand, that is really putting them in a, in a situation where they can thrive and they can be successful as opposed to putting them in a situation where it's going to be challenging uphill and just setting kids up with ADHD for success, I've learned over the years, is really one of the key ingredients. Find what they like or set them up for success, and if they can, if they can feel the success, they gain confidence uh, and um, uh, self-esteem because when, they, when I'm coaching them, the ones that are the hardest are the ones that have no confidence and self-esteem because it's, it's, a, it's a challenge to, to, to bring it back. So um, with that, uh, anything left to, to comment on or say, Julia? From your perspective? Well, I think exactly what you're saying. I mean, really listening to your kids and as a parent and letting them know that whatever their decision is, you're going to support them and try and help them figure out the best way to reach their goals, not your goals. Absolutely, absolutely. Jen, any final comments? Uh, my final comment would be exposure, exposure, exposure. It's really hard to know <laughs> what we might like to do as an adult um, if we haven't had the experience to be exposed to it. And so I just, I'm, I'm a huge proponent. I'm a trained vocational counselor. I'm a huge proponent of getting individuals exposed to the world of work at an early age, give them the wide variety of work. I mean, it's kind of like teaching your, your child to like a different kind of food, right? There's more to life than chicken nuggets and French fries, you know, and so really be <laughs> able to expose them to the breadth and the depth and really focusing on, I mean, we have such good information out there now about what the future of jobs looks like. And, you know, work is not the defunct option. That is the ultimate goal. And so being able to really <laughs> give a lot of exposure um, so early on and so that way they have all of the choices um, and they can make those informed decisions. Absolutely, absolutely. So, everyone, uh, I hope you've enjoyed tonight's show, and I do think that the trade is, is uh, if you pay attention to what you're paying attention to, and that is the career must, uh, a student must go through the college route, hopefully we've illuminated and opened your mind that the trades right might be a real viable opportunity. So, uh, with that, Jen and Julia, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks thank for having you, Jeff. Us. Thanks for having us. Everyone, we hope you've enjoyed tonight's show. Remember, the secret word is trades. Uh, Catch us next week for another great edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.